Almost every day there are news reports somewhere in the world about a UFO sighting. But what does the Bible have to say about these things? Stay tuned on Creation Magazine Live. God's Word, the Bible, is an accurate account of creation and it tells us how people can have a relationship with the Creator. Honoring God and explaining aspects of His Word is the focus of this podcast. Recently, there's been a kind of an accelerated wave of UFO sightings and reports in the news about, you know, a spacecraft scene or just some, some crazy claims out there. And so what we're going to do today on the show is actually look into these claims. What about aliens? What about UFOs? What about these claims of people being abducted? All sorts of things. But first, we, we should really kind of ask the question, why do people believe in aliens anyway? The concept of aliens from outer space or... Whatever, from yeah. different planets. According to Mark, uh, Mark Brake, a professor of astronomy and science communication at the University of Glen Morgan in Wales and a member of NASA's, NASA's Astrobiology uh, Institute. <laughs> the study of uh, life in outer space. Life on other planets. Astrobiology, life on other worlds. Uh, he said this, Key to advancement of extraterrestrialism in the 20th century was Darwin's theory of evolution. Darwin's theory gave credence to the development of life under alien conditions, placing the extra, extraterrestrial hypothesis on a sounder footing. So, we're back to evolution again. We're back to evolution. <laughs> it comes back to evolution, right? If we can't got, get away from it. Here we are in Creation Magazine Live, and we're wanting to talk about aliens, but you're back to evolution. Yeah, I mean, the, the idea is if God created, if, if life evolved here on this planet, then it could evolve somewhere else, given the right conditions. Right, so life evolved on this planet, um, then the universe is an enormous place, which means life must have evolved somewhere else. And then when you, you think about that, then if the universe is enormous, an enormous place, we can't be the only ones. So aliens must exist. I mean, we got all this science right. fiction that's telling us, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek and all these popular shows, they can't all be wrong. And uh, if aliens exist, then they must have evolved. And that proves evolution. It's almost like Yes, it, it kind of comes back, doesn't it? The interest in extra, extraterrestrial life, as you said, was, is fueled by uh, science fiction. There's mm -hmm. some great movies out now yep. uh, that, have, that have all kinds of aliens and things in different worlds and so on. It's a very popular notion in, uh, in the movie industry and so on, in books and that kind of thing. Yeah, of course, uh, we, we need to keep in mind that we don't have any evidence, any solid physical evidence that we can point to to, to believe in, in, in life in other space. Some good movies, though. Great movies, but no <laughs> facts, right? That's the no problem. Yeah, so it becomes kind of a circular argument, right? right. The, 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 there's this notion that, okay, well, there's, there must be aliens out there, and they must have evolved, therefore that proves evolution. Right. So it comes back, it, it's kind of, it's, it's circular, it's really bad circular reasoning. <laughs> That's right. But the reality is that polls show that the belief in UFO, it, it's mainstream. It's huge. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's held by the average Joe on the street, for you know, so to speak. And, and a CNN Time Magazine uh, poll in 1997, way back in 1997, actually came up with the following uh, results. 80% of people believe that the government is hiding the existence of extraterrestrial life forms. 80%. 64% believe aliens have contacted humans. That's over half the population in the yeah, U.S. thinking that's that. That's huge. 50% uh, believe that aliens have abducted humans, and 75% believe that a UFO crashed near Roswell. That's, that's some amazing um, results here. And of course, you've got popular figures like George Lucas, who, of course, he's the creator of Star Wars, and he endorses uh, the concept of life on other planets. This is what he's actually said. Uh, it isn't conceivable, really, that there would not be life on other planets. Is it intelligent? I don't know. So here you've got these very 
popular, well-known people, and over half of the population now believing in extraterrestrials. Right, yeah. Popular polls have suggested that up to 20 million people believe in uh, in UFOs. And, and, in the uh, U.S., yeah. In the, U in the U.S. alone, yeah. And four million people say they've been abducted by aliens. Four million people. This is this is normal people. That's you know, a high percentage. That's a lot of people. <laughs> you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So the majority of the population believes in UF, that UFOs are real and that they're piloted by beings from other planets. Right. That's the key. Yep. So, yeah. Now, um, what makes this a, a very popular idea, of course, is it's got this veneer of science. When you it, think it about does, it, right? It does, yeah. Um, you, you know, uh, the world's most famous scientist, uh, Stephen Hawking, he's even stated that he believes aliens probably exist. He said this, Star Wars and Star Trek may be closer to reality than we think. In our vast ancient universe, almost any form that is physically possible is likely to exist or have existed somewhere. So again, th this gives a lot of credibility um, to, to people believing in the concept of aliens, sure even though does. we have yep. no evidence of it. <laughs> the world's most famous uh, atheistic evolutionist, Richard Dawkins, he has no problem with aliens theoretically right. uh, providing the starting, the, the building blocks of life here on this planet. He said this, I suppose it's possible that you might find evidence for that, and he means intelligent designer, right. if you look at all the details of biochemistry, molecular biology, you might find a signature of some sort of designer, he says. Right. And that's from the Expelled movie, which is quite an interesting, <laughs> right. uh, interesting movie. Now here's a, a self-proclaimed atheist saying, he doesn't have a problem really with the concept of de design. You might find evidence of design, as long as it's not God. And this really reveals the heart of uh, uh, some of these beliefs here. So, who do you think said this? It was the darndest thing I've ever seen. It was big, it changed colors, and it was about the size of the moon. We watched it for 10 minutes, but none of us could figure out what it was. One thing's for sure, I'll never make fun of people who say they've seen unidentified flying objects in the sky. So, so who said that? Some good old boys drinking beer down the bayou or, well. or what? No. Uh, actually, that was President Jimmy Carter. Well... He wasn't the president, former president Jimmy Carter of the United States, and when he said that, he wasn't, uh, wasn't president yet. Um, and, and he actually said this as well. He said, if I become president, I'll make every piece of information this country has about UFO sightings available to the public and the scientists. I'm convinced that UFOs exist because I've seen one. So look at how mainstream, I mean, this is a while ago. He, yeah. he was the president, yeah. but look at how mainstream this is. I mean, here's, he, it didn't, his belief in UFOs didn't stop him from becoming the most powerful person on the planet, the president of the United States. Yes. So people have accepted it for such a long time now that you know you're not a quack or a crackpot or anything like that to believe these things. Right. Yep. Um, is what what the point is here. So uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a question for Christians: What would you do if you saw a UFO or had some kind of an alien abduction experience? I mean, the Bible says we're supposed to walk by faith, not by sight. Proverbs right. 3, 5, and 6 says, uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lead on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Right. right. So in every area, we're supposed to follow the wisdom of God, not our own experience, as we just heard from uh, Jimmy Carter there. Well, I saw it, therefore it must be real. Uh, but or, what did you or the, see? the interpretation of what he saw was that it was an alien, right? Uh, that right. type of thing. I mean, does the idea of aliens actually fit in with what the Bible says? It's interesting to watch Bible skeptics talk about this um, 
you know, topic. And uh, we see people like this. Um, Paul Davies, he's a world-renowned physicist and, uh, the, uh, and an author, and he believes in extraterrestrial life as an evolutionist. And uh, he actually believes that the, the concept of aliens or extraterrestrial life would destroy the biblical worldview. And he's stated such in, in interviews. He said this, Christianity in particular has difficulties with regard to the very special role that Jesus Christ plays. If they wish to retain Jesus Christ as the Savior, is he the Savior of mankind only or of all sentient beings throughout the universe? Or will each community have its own Savior? Doesn't it start to become a little ludicrous? Well, yeah, I mean, good point. And, and we would, to, to, to some extent, agree with, with the, the direction that he's going there. Yes. Um, if there was, the, the Bible's the revealed written word of God. Right. And so that's our, that's our starting point. Yep. Life can only be created. Uh, that, that's the law of biogenesis, right? Life, life begets life. Right. Uh, despite what evolutionists now tell us. But, uh, which, means, which means that if there's life elsewhere in the universe that God must have created it. Right. But if God created life elsewhere in the universe and then these beings were going to come and, uh, and reveal special knowledge to us or, or, or the things that they're apparently doing today, right. would God not have told us that? Right. If, if, he might have if, given us a heads up in might his have word. Given us, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't square in that way with Scripture and there's other ways as well. Right. This would actually usurp God's dominion mandate because... Man was given uh, the role to rule over the earth. Right. And yes. so now if you've got more powerful, more advanced aliens that have more technology, they're smarter than With us. better information, apparently. Yeah, and maybe even revelation, because that's what we're hearing in some of these things. Yes. Um, then, yeah, that would uh, kind of destroy that role. And, and God, of course, has given us very de specific details about the future. For example, uh, he, he says that the universe will at some point be rolled up like a scroll. Uh, if, if God had created living beings elsewhere, this would automatically destroy their dwelling place as well. Adam's sin caused all of creation to be affected uh, by the curse. Um, otherwise, God wouldn't need to create a new heavens and a new earth, right? And so, why would a race of being, not Adam's sinful seed, have their part of creation affected by the curse uh, and then be part of the restoration brought about by Christ, the last Adam? I mean, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. Right. One of the big problems with aliens on other planets is that if there's all these other intelligent races out there, the Bible says in Romans 6.10 that Christ died once for all. And he, decide, he died for the descendants of Adam. And so there's other, there's other theological problems so that, that come in there. So basically, biblically, the idea of aliens just doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't make any sense if you work the logic through. Right. But, okay, let, let's talk about science, the science behind uh, traveling here and some of the other the, the, the problems right. there. There's never been a single contact with an extraterrestrial. The list, if we that can we talk can about, verify. That we, that we can verify, yes. In, in, the, in 1900, the French Academy of Science offered a prize of, of 100,000 francs, 100,000 francs rather, for proof of contact with extraterrestrials. Right. No one's ever collected. But, but so. as long as it wasn't from somebody from Mars. Right, because, <laughs> because they were convinced that there were Martians. That was an established fact. Yeah, was, that was so a fact. So it, it, Mars didn't count. As long as it wasn't a Martian, then they'd give you 100,000 francs. Right, there hasn't been a single trace. Uh, no, nobody's collected that prize. And around yeah. the world, SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, they've got millions of telescopes, or thousands of telescopes <laughs> tracking millions of different frequency ranges, uh, and there's never, been, there's never been a peep. There's been some interesting things right. found, but nothing that says... Hey, there's aliens here. Exactly. Now, even if we're, we're looking and we're scanning the skies for, for signs of, of alien life, the, you know, life on a planet can only survive unless it, there's got to be a great number of very stringent requirements 
uh, met for life to, to exist. Yes. Um, for example, you can't have your planet too far from the sun. You can't have it too too close to the sun. Is it kind of what the, the people call the Goldilocks uh, concept, right? right? It's not got, too, can't hot, be too hot, not, not too <laughs> cold. Uh, you know, this this narrow temperature uh, uh, range um, because you need liquid water. That's what most uh, scientists would believe. Um, and it, it's very improbable when we look at all the different requirements we see uh, what, what our life needs here on Earth that uh, that uh, those requirements would, would be would be met anyway. Yes, and you can't generate life spontaneously anyway. Right. That we, was uh, Louis Pasteur. We just mentioned um, that that idea is that it was was disproved scientifically a long, long time ago. You right. don't get life from non-life. Um, microbes don't come from uh, or germs don't come from rotting meat and, <laughs> and, and and things like that. Yeah. So even if you had all the right conditions for life you're still not going to get, it, it, it just doesn't matter. You need, it, like, you need intelligence, basically, because that's what we're that, finding That's now. another aspect, All yes. living things have intelligent information inside them, et cetera. How about the vast distances you'd need to cover? I mean, uh, even if you assume life uh, uh, somewhere else to come visit us, it's, it's just not practical when you look at some of the distances uh, we're talking about. The closest star to Earth, Proxima Centauri, is 40.7 million million kilometers, or 25 million million miles away. That's a long way. The Apollo flights took three days uh, to get to the moon. Um, at the same speed they traveled, it'd take 870,000 years to get to the nearest star. I mean, we're talking time scales, you know. And of course, you could, you could try to accelerate that, that concept. What if we had faster you know, yes, ships yes. and stuff like that? But even at the incredible speed of one-tenth the speed of light, the trip one way would take 43 years. So these aliens are investing a lot of time coming to visit us if, uh, if that's what they're doing. And of course, then you've got problems like, you know, in, in every cubic kilometer of space, they estimate that there's about 100,000 dust particles. And traveling at that speed, if you even hit one of these things, they're just going to detonate like an atom bomb against, against the side of your ship. And at this that is, speed, at, at those incredible speeds. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, of course, when you watch, uh, you know, uh, science fiction, Star Trek, Star Wars, all the, 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 there's always shields, there's some way to protect your ship and all this stuff. But it's just fanciful imagination, it's not actual. Right. And for science fiction to work, you need that kind of a, like a, again, the scientific veneer that goes over that to try to give it, you know, okay, you're not going through real space, you're going through hyperspace and that, that kind of thing. Right. But even with that sort of scientific veneer on there, it's still not scientifically credible. Right. It, it still doesn't work at the end of the day. Because I know a lot of, you know, Star Trek fans, and they'll even have, you know, fan shows on this where they're, they're saying, yeah, but we always talk to scientists before we put our shows together. And again, it's that, that veneer. But really what's happening is you've got a list of, well, really, if you were to do that, you'd need this and this and this and this. And then so you come up with these these imaginary scientific, you know, shields and, and inertial dampeners and all these things that don't exist. Yeah. So, again, it's just more of a veneer. Um, so, anyway, accepting the concept of aliens and UFOs because of science actually isn't scientifically credible. If the Bible doesn't make sense of aliens and science really doesn't support, doesn't this, support this concept, it, yeah. what about UFOs? Um, you know, how should Christians understand the UFO phenomenon and all the associated hype? Um, there was actually a German magazine called Focus, and uh, they recently stated this. 90% of UFO reports turn out to be humbug. <laughs> um, but there is a residual 10% which is, are not easy to dismiss. And the article actually quoted a sociologist, sociologist uh, Gerald Eberlin, and he said this. Um, 
Research has shown that people who are not affiliated with any church, but who claim that they are religious, are particularly susceptible to the possible existence of extraterrestrials. For them, ufology, that's what they call it, is a substitute religion. So this kind of gets you thinking about, okay, so people are open to these concepts, but they're really not grounded in, in the truth of the Bible. They might have a veneer of religiosity, in a sense, that they believe right. they're spiritual beings or something like that. But they're not really grounded in God's Word. They're not going to God's Word looking through specific passages to say, okay, how should I understand this specifically, right? Right. And I mean, they are, we, we have to admit here, as the, as the research shows, that yep. okay, 90%, but there's the 10%, what are they? That's, that's the big question, right? right? If 90% can be dismissed as frauds or, or, uh, or, or secret aircraft that the military is working on, yep. what are the 10%? The thing is, the, these things often, and these are credible witnesses that come forth. Not all, you know, Star Trek fans or, or, or whatever. Not to say anything bad about Star <laughs> yeah. Trek fans, but I'm a Star Trek fan. But uh, yeah, <laughs> um, the, the credible witnesses are describing aerobatic feats that are impossible for a physical craft, a, a, like nuts and bolts craft type of thing. Right. To do. So you've got a, a UFO streaking along, and all of a sudden it's it, going it, the opposite direction, but it was traveling 300 miles per hour. It doesn't well, even slow down, and, and things like that. Okay. Physically, that's not. Possible. So they they're seeing something, but it's behaving in a way that is that a physical craft could never behave. Right. So rather than real flesh and blood aliens, so to speak, or or nuts and bolts aircraft, what we're seeing people experience is something more of a spiritual nature. They're seeing stuff. They're experiencing stuff, but it's not. Um, you know, it doesn't seem to be something you could actually uh, touch and feel and hold, and, and that's why we don't have any evidence of it. Right, yeah. And Gary Bates, the CEO of our U.S. office, and he, he's done an incredible amount of research. He wrote this book, Alien Intrusion, UFOs and the Evolution Connection, just a fantastic book. And it covers many, many of these topics. What about the men in black? What's going on in Area 51? What's the force behind crop circles? The truth about alien abductions? Are they interdimensional beings? Are there UFOs in the Bible? Does, does the Bible mention UFOs? Did aliens create life on Earth? Right. There's a popular question. Yeah. What does the government really know about UFOs? And of course the famous crash in Roswell, New Mexico. Did, the, did an alien spaceship craft crash there? Or, right. or what's going on? And so he, he, he tackles all of these subjects in his book, and one of the more disturbing subjects he talks about is abductions. Right. Abduction experiences. As you mentioned, four million people in the United States say they have been abducted by That's right. aliens. It's a huge uh, number of people. And, and these stories have very similar uh, accounts. Okay, you wake up in the middle of the night, uh, you know, usually, and, and there's something at the end of your bed, some creature, and it tells you you're special, and you're kind of frozen, you can't move, and then you have this kind of out-of-body experience where they take you on board their, their spacecraft, and maybe they reveal things to you. Sometimes you meet religious figures. Sometimes they do all sorts of weird uh, scientific experiments and, and uh, you know. And, and physical and sometimes sexual experiments, and it's yeah. not a pretty scene. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you get uh, Gary's book, it's probably meant for like PG-13 and up because it contains some of the, the accounts people have, and they're, they're pretty bizarre. Um, of course, uh, it's interesting to find out, and, and Gary found this out through his study, what's the only thing that's ever stopped an alien abduction? Yes. And, and the answer was, and this is what the secular ufologists, and they're all confused about it, what they found out, the only thing that's ever done that is someone crying out to Christ. In, in fear, in panic, somebody yeah. mentions Someone you know, calling you know, out to Jesus. Jesus, help me. Yes. And it stops. And it stops. Why would aliens fly millions and millions <sighs> of miles and then stop their abduction experience 
because of someone crying it, out to, 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 to Jesus. And, and it really gets you... Doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, not that you want to look into demonology in a big way, but when you, when you look at it, it's like demonology repackaged for a sci-fi culture that's used to the concept of evolution exactly. and aliens in the same fashion, but uh, it's just packaged in a way that it's more palatable for this modern culture. Right. Now, in thinking about the, the spiritual aspect of, this, uh, of these aliens, of course, the Bible has a lot to say about spiritual things. Yeah. In 2 Thessalonians 9, verse 11, it says, The one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. Right, the Bible talks a lot about spiritual deception. People are going to be deceived. Um, and, and, you know, really, as, as Christians, if we're encountering people that have, say they've had these experiences, or maybe you're even a Christian yourself that's had an experience, it's not the fact that you, we, we're denying your experience, or, no, or don't no. deny someone's experience. They did experience something. But is that experience what you believe it was? Has it been interpreted properly? Right, that's was thing, it a deception? Right. Um, you know, we, we need to keep some things in mind here. Number one, evolution's false. That's the, that's the whole premise, the whole concept where that comes from, and yes. that's false. Um, aliens don't fit with Scripture. If you look through the Scripture carefully, it, that whole concept of other beings on planet doesn't fit with Scripture. So whatever experience people are having, it has to fit with Scripture, because God's revealed reality. That, that's, that's what it, it is. So whatever that experience is has to fit with what the Bible says. The Bible talks about spiritual deception. So really it just makes sense that the, these things that people are experiencing is actually um, uh, of a spiritual na nature, demonology, again, just repackaged in a way that people are willing to accept. To it. make people in today's society right. buy into it. Yeah. Now, uh, in, our, in the news section tonight, we've got a, a kind of an interesting story. Yeah. <laughs> and you found this on the... Where did you find this? I found I this know. on Fox News, and it just the, the title it intrigued me because it was a uh, an Animal Planet special called Mermaids: The Body Found, and and what it's talking about. And I watched several of the videos on, on online. I was just flabbergasted. What it's talking about is some evolutionists believe that apes at one point in their uh, in their evolution they, they became aquatic apes. And so this is part of our human evolution heritage, okay. where we went into the sea and we actually became like mermaids. And, and so that's where the mermaid stories come from. And if you watch some of these clips, you'll see mermaid families, little pods, and they start off like ape-like mermaids, and then they become more people-like mermaids. And so this fantastic. wasn't a cartoon. This was a... This was a well, it, it's cartooning the fact that it's a lot of CGI effects, because, of course, you've got to make all this stuff up. But, but right. Animal Planet uh, honcho Charlie Foley actually said this, um, talking in the, 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 the movie there. He said, It's a very radical theory on human evolution, but we've approached an age-old myth and really chased its origins. Uh, it has been compiled in a way that is very compelling, making us think that mermaids might not just be mythical creatures. So they've, they've really told this tale, spun this, this story, and you watch the computer animation, and, and uh, you look at it, you know, they've got this, this one segment where you see this pod of mer people, and they're, they're going along, and the giant megalodon shark comes, and you see one lone merman, and he wants to save his pod family, and so he, he slashes his breast so that he'll bleed, and then the shark turns towards him, and he sacrifices himself for the pod family. And 
Wow. It's kooky stuff. And, <laughs> it's, and it's, they've got sound recordings of what these, how they would have communicated oh, underwater and everything. Yep. Right? And, and the whole yeah. you know, reason behind it again, of course, Foley uh, talks about it. He's talking about origins, right? There are striking differences between us and other primates, yet there are many features we share with marine mammals, like the webbing between our fingers, which other primates don't have, a layer of subcutaneous fat and a loss of body hair. We also have the, an instinctive ability to swim and control our breath. Humans can hold our breath up to 20 minutes longer than any other terrestrial mammal. So they're just trying to spin this, this story, and it, I don't know, it's make-believe is the bottom line. It is, yeah. Yeah, I like this picture here. <laughs> We'll see you next time on Creation Magazine Live. You've been listening to the podcast version of Creation Magazine Live, produced by Creation Ministries International. With offices internationally and more scientists on staff than any Christian ministry, you can find loads of faith-supporting articles on our massive website, creation.com. Check it out. <laughs>